It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Thank you there, John. uh, I'm Gerald Cook, and uh, uh, coming to you here on the Hadit podcast on this 19th day of February, 2014. It's going to be our Basser Hour here today, and uh, hopefully we'll have some call-ins. Uh, our call-in number is 347 our call-in number, once again, is 347-237-4819. And uh, don't forget Stretch. He's he's our technician uh, down there in Arkansas. And so uh, we'll be talking away here and... Uh, Anyone out there have any questions or comments, uh, feel free to call in. Uh, John, how, how are you doing today? Well, the sun's shining, the temperature's warming up, and I'm awake this morning finally, so I'm doing really well today. Well, you're sounding good. Uh, we were going to uh, start off here this morning uh, talking about uh, uh, getting, uh, uh, you know, housing or housing care if you needed to build a room or uh, mm-hmm. for, for independent living or something there. Uh, uh, like if you're in a wheelchair and you need a wheelchair ramp or mm-hmm. uh, they'll, they'll give you money to uh, refurbish your home. And uh, uh, I think they'll do bathrooms or anything, won't they, John? Yeah, they'll do. Uh, uh, they'll do. Different. It depends on what your disabilities are to what they'll do. They'll come in and do an assessment as to what your needs are for that issue. Phoebe has got employees that travel around, and they'll come into your house and see what you need and take care of you. But. Uh, there are certain requirements that you have to have in order to meet the criteria for those, you know. I mean, it's a, they just don't give it to everybody. And, uh, of course, now they, uh, you know, if you're housebound, which uh, basically means that uh, you have a medical condition that prevents you from going outside a whole lot, keeps you in the house, um, they try to keep you as comfortable as they can. So... Because there's two types of housebound. The first type of housebound is uh, on the special monthly compensation code is a statutory type housebound. Uh, the reg stated is SMC of S, and that means you have a disability that's total equals 100%, or I guess if you're IU, it's a total permanent disability. And you have an additional disability or combination of disabilities independent of the total disability, that adds up to 60%, then you get statutory housebound. And that's not saying that you're housebound, it's just that you meet the requirements by the, by the, you know, by the numbers, the numbers game. Yeah. Then, but if you're actually housebound, a good example would be if you have a certain type of PTSD, like a called agoraphobia, where you're afraid to go outside, that basically that condition keeps you housebound. So, so what that uh, yeah that that entitles you to a little more extra compensation monthly, and you know of course there's uh, there are factors involved and it all depends on how they adjudicated as to where um, you know they approved for housebound or not. Um, if you are housebound and you're in the house, and say you have some serious conditions, really serious medical conditions, you've got. Uh, Say, for example, uh, I know a couple of guys have got some very bad uh, lung problems. And they're in wheelchairs and 
they have uh, people come in the house, you know, you got uh, oxygen people and nurses and things like that come in the house to check on you and give you meds and things like that. And if you have a family member that takes care of you a lot, they have to help you bathe and eat and things like that. Then you might qualify for uh, what's called aid in attendance. And aid attendance is a uh, next level up on the spectrum of the compensation scale with the SMC of L. So each one of them, you know, they're they're pretty substantial to the veteran, especially if the veteran needs help, you know, uh, you know, in areas of getting dressed and eating and things like that, mobility issues. Uh, if you had a stroke, things like that, you know, you're going to need help. And uh, they've got a form you fill out, take it to your doctor. You can print the form off the VA website, and uh, once you get that printed out, you can take it and. You can figure it out and have a doctor fill it out and have them submit it to the VA. It's treated as a claim, and, you know, they have to go through their adjudication process. And we know it's not the fastest process in the world, but um, we have to, you know, it's just what we got to deal with when we're dealing with the VA. Usually it, it's processed a little faster than a claim, though, isn't it, John? In most cases, yeah, but it all depends on the regional office. Yes. Uh, you know, it all depends. Yeah, they're all different. Yeah. Uh, so. And they'll even uh, modify your automobile for you if it's necessary, won't they? Yeah, that's a little different program, but uh, we'll go into that in a few minutes, and I'll give a rundown of those type of programs. Oh, okay. And uh, we'll do it that way. But uh, the form... For aid attendance, is, uh, it's uh, AMA form VBA-21-2680. And uh, have a doctor fill this form out to the best visibility. And he'll list all your disabilities and things like that. And he'll send it to the regional office and they'll adjudicate it. Um, but you have to be housebound. You have to have aid attendance, you know. Um, there's a program they've got out now called the Caregiver Act. And I'm thinking it's supposed to help somebody take care of you <clears throat> and pay them a certain amount of money, but I'm not certain as to what era of veteran that it pertains to. I'm thinking it's only for Gulf War and above. So uh, we'd have to do some more investigation into that. So if you've got somebody that comes out and, or say you have a family member like a like when your kids move back home, you know, move back in the house to take care of you, you know, and uh, the VA could compensate you, her or him or whatever for that, you know, taking care of you. I guess it all depends on uh, uh, your regional office and what the regs say. Now, I've got uh, I've got a grandfather and uh, I guess I call him a step uncle that are both housebound and uh, they're my grandfather's wife takes care of both of them. And I don't think they pay her anything, but uh, I know the step-uncle's over 100%, but the grandfather's not yet, and he should be. But he's housebound. And, uh, of course, his claim's not finished yet. And it's, you know, he's 90 years old, and we'll see what happens. Uh, now, when did you put in for his, John? Uh... We put him for his two years ago. Two years? Yeah, but that was totally his claim because, uh, you know, they, uh, he's been railroaded for a long time, and uh, when he gets his retro check, it's going to break the bank. We have a couple callers this morning. Oh, we do? I believe T-Bird's here. Okay. I'm well, here. T-Bird's here. Good morning, T-Bird. Who's seven? Good morning, eight? everybody. <laughs> who, is, who is 748? Hello, can I'm you hear me? I'm 748. Uh-oh. I got the name. Oh, who's 505? Uh, this is Thomas. Uh, I, oh, I called him before. <laughs> I thought that hi, was... Uh, oh, no, I'm not. Okay. Happy well, we birthday, T-Bird. <laughs> oh, thank you, Gerald. That's very kind of you. <laughs> I'm a... Uh, my only, I wanted to call in for just a minute. Uh, I, my brother is cu coming over today. He's 78, and so 
when he gets here, I have to just listen to him because he's my, he's now my oldest brother, Ooh. which works out well for him because he likes to talk. So <laughs> all I got to do is say hello, and you love and to he listen. Just takes it away. <laughs> My sister made me a special cake and brought it over this morning. And uh Yeah, and she's getting me my favorite foods, which is Italian bread, volpi salami, olives, maybe some cheese. I'm not so sure. <laughs> oh my goodness, you're making me hungry, girl. No, <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. It's delicious stuff. Yeah, you're making uh, me hungry. <laughs> so, uh, are you guys talking about SMCs today? We're covering the different areas. We're discussing the housebound and aid attendance, and we're going to venture off here in a little bit to the uh, uh, book rehab stuff. Uh, the you know, and the other programs, along with uh, we might t- also touch on. Uh, uh, adaptive housing and automobile automobile grants and things like that because we haven't done it in a long time. Okay, well, let me ask you a question as though uh, uh, I was just a veteran. <laughs> you Say, are just a veteran. Right. <laughs> I'm just a veteran. <laughs> just a broke-down veteran. <laughs> Living in my house, working on a website. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, okay, so I'm a veteran, and uh, I'm uh, 80%, right? Right. And so uh, my VA comes in, and now I'm over 160%. You know, I have Mm -hmm. 100 plus 60. Right. And some years later, I apply for housebound. And they give to me. And so now what I want to know as a veteran, can I then file a queue or something saying, look, I was 100% plus 60 in 1997, and you didn't pay me for housebound, even though it says statutorily. Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure that's a word. I've apparently started my uh, birthday celebrations (laughs) a little bit early. To answer your question, question, okay, now if you meet the criteria for housebound on a statutory basis, you know, if you've got the the total disability, if it adds up to 100% or it's a total disability, if you have IU and it's permanent total, and you have an additional 60% disability on top of that. Now, that can be either one single disability combined. It does not matter. Right. The regulations state in 1.14 that if you have the numbers, then you have the SMC. If they fail to give you that SMC, then there is a cue involved because they did not apply that regulation to your claim. Hmm. It has to be legal error. If they don't apply that, that's the legal error because they've got a definite reg that actually states that, and they can't they can't pussyfoot around that, you know. Sometimes they try to pussyfoot around a lot of stuff, you know. Yes, but, I, uh, yes, I do that. Usually they get it right, you know. I mean, they can probably fight a little bit, you know, if you've, it's a regular house, but I'm not statutory. Statutory is cut and dry. Yeah, it is what it is. Dry. That's what I'm talking about. Right. So if they don't give you your statutory and, uh, you know, you meet the criteria, yes, you have a cue back to the date you got your award. Interesting. That's good yep. to know. Yeah, because and, it's a rig. Uh, because it's a I, I, right, I think that uh, there oh. are times when uh, that's not happening. And, you know, here's the thing. If you are 100% plus 60, chances are uh, you're not right on top of everything. And it gets, you know, it can get very confusing. And uh, 
it, it can just mess up the whole thing. Uh, so it's good to, uh, you know, I try to think of questions that other vets might have. Well, I do know when the adjudicators do the claims, and it, uh, you know, because everything's computerized. So when your claim comes in like that and it hits, and they get the notifications and they put the numbers in, you know, percentages, then they should get an automatic note in the computer saying that you're entitled to this SMC. Right. You know, so it should be automatic. It's an ancillary benefit, kind of like, uh, like dependent pay. Mm-hmm. And we all know that if you're 30%, you're supposed to pay for your dependents, right? Well, these guys are waiting two years for their kids to get paid and they're going hungry. Oh, so. well, yeah. You know, I uh, uh, someone uh, that works at the VA uh, that I know, you know, when the whole let's get rid of the backlog started again for the nth time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this time around in Congress, you mean? <laughs> right, this time around. You know, I posted an, uh, an article uh, it's on the HadIt.com homepage called uh, the VA backlog. You know, I've been hearing about the backlog since 1991. And I found some uh, things from, like, 1994 that were scanned in newspaper articles talking about the VA backlog and what they blamed it on, and then 1997 and what they and then a few more. So I thought that was that's a a good little thing to look at. But <laughs> you know, what I was told is that the backlog was so bad that you know people could uh, they just you know the 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 dependent stuff went right to the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. Right to the bottom of the list because they don't. You know, whatever. They don't have enough people. They don't have enough time. They don't, whatever. I don't know. What's five Uh, minutes? (laughs) Well, you know, five minutes times 500,000 people is a lot of minutes. Yeah, but... I'm not defending them. I'm just saying this is what I've heard. Doesn't mean it's true. Uh. It's the evidence from what I'm reading on the board and stuff seems to be that it's true because we have a lot of people that, you know, are waiting and waiting and waiting. Yeah, I have to say 11,000 people don't lie, do they? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you believe that? <laughs> you can't believe that. You know, we've discussed that in the coalition meetings we've had and uh the problem is, uh, you know, it's on your, when you do your original 526 form, you fill it out, you know, and you submit your initial claim. Of course, mm-hmm. it's an easy form, you know, it kind of changed a little bit, but on the old 526 form, you know, there was this page on there for your dependents, you know, and you attach your proof to send it in. And so they have your information when you file your claim. Then they, you get your decision, and you get a note on your decision letter that says we're paying you as a single veteran. You have to fill out this other form. That's a joke. You've already filled the information out once. It's redundant. Well, yes, but you know, you know when you stand in a long line at Disneyland and they have all these ropes going around and around mm-hmm. in a maze? So that it feels like you're actually moving. You're not I think moving. that's when you're not moving. So I think the redundancy of the forms is like the line in Disneyland. I'm not saying they designed it that way. <laughs> I'm just saying it seems to me, <laughs> or they didn't get the information, or they lost the information, or they never told you that. Uh, nobody would have told you that. No. Mm-mm. That's a good one. We need to make Walt Disney the, the chairman of the VA or somebody in his family because if he was in charge, he'd be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> but at least be more interesting things to look at when you're standing in line. <laughs> That's true. 
That is true. I mean, it's all it all comes around, goes around. Uh, you know, the problem. You know, we've got all kinds of problems. Congress has proposed all kinds of changes and trying to fix the VA. Of course, now we've said before, and we've discussed this in our meetings too, also that the VA is so inept at uh, delaying stuff. It's, they don't delay the veterans for years and years. They are also good at delaying Congress. And the worst thing about that is Congress. Every time a new Congress starts session, everything starts over anew. So. That's the problem. There's not enough that, time. Right. And that's why you There's keep hearing about time. it. That's why you keep hearing about this in 1991 and 1997 and 1999 and 2000. You know, you keep hearing about this stuff because once it dies, you got to start over again. And the other group's smart. They know this, so they delay it until the new one because once, once, once the December 31st date hits, it's over with. They start over in January. Right. You know, so it's getting better. Oh, yeah, well, you know, I mean, it is getting better. Um, there's no doubt about that. I mean, as bad as people who are going into the system now may think it is, it's way worse. No, it was terrible. The early 90s was probably the worst part of my life dealing with the VA. Me too. You know, I mean, that back then, I mean, it was it was terrible. I mean, even if you had a direct service connected condition, you had all the evidence right there in the nexus, they would still deny your claim. Oh, yeah. And it still yeah. did a lot. Oh, yes. I, I, and I, I've had people say just completely idiotic things to me when I was going through the system. And uh, I nearly, you know, I can't, I can't even count the number of times uh, I nearly went through, tried to go through the glass mm-hmm. at the prescription window. Yep. Because you'd wait and wait all day long, and then you'd go, have to go stand and wait for your DAV rep to come up back, and he'd always post a sign on his door like, back at three. But he would never come back at three. Back and at then three. Over, <laughs> right, yeah. You know, and, you know, and then I would go over to the pharmacy, and I'd be, like, waiting all day for my prescription. And, you know, and then all of a sudden they close the blind. And you're like, what mm-hmm. the? Oh, you know? it's 4.30. Come back tomorrow. Right. Come back tomorrow. We're closed. <laughs> oh, come on. Can you help a sister out? <laughs> <laughs> I got and, you know, I got lucky in that aspect because, I mean, I worked there for a long time and uh, got to know a lot of people. And, uh, you know, I always seen somebody I knew that would help me. And that was that's pretty cool, as long as you know somebody. But uh, oh, if you don't know anybody. Much... Yeah, I was second hind tit, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and like I've told you before, uh, you know, it's due to other veterans that helped me that were just at the VA. Hey, I need to put you guys on hold for a second, okay? okay. I'll be right well, back. Hey, Thomas, how you doing today, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good, John. Uh, I was just calling with uh, what's an update. Like, um, I don't know if you remember me calling in uh, with that meeting with the uh, with for reconsideration of my uh, TDIU. Yes, 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 yes. I remember that. And, well, what happened is my meeting was scheduled uh, for last Thursday. And early in the morning, I got a call from my VSO saying that the Raider decided, like the reviewer looked at all the information and they had, that I had more than enough evidence to make it um, 100% permanent total. Okay. So, so I didn't even have to go to the meeting. I thought that might happen. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, and um, so they're going to give me, I mean, this is just what I've been told, you know, so I don't have anything in writing or anything yet. But um, they, they basically told me they were going to make give me 100% um, uh, permanent total with the housebound like we're talking about, like you're talking about today. Awesome. Yeah, because I'll be, I have like, I'll be at 100 and I'll have 160-some, you know. Um, um, so if they told you that, you probably it'll be a while before you get your award letter because they've got to type it up. Uh-huh. Um, you need to keep an eye on two things. You can go on eBenefits, right? 
Do you need benefits? Yeah, yeah, I need benefits, but, uh, you know, when I look on there, it shows we're just like, un- my information is just under review right now still, even though... Okay, even what though you do there, talking- okay, you don't, don't worry about that page. Okay. Okay, what you do is you go in and you look at your letters. And when you see your, uh, when you start seeing letters like commissary privileges and exchange privileges and things like that, yep. you start seeing things like that, you'll know it's changed. Uh, another avenue is keep an eye on your bank account because you're going to wake up one morning and the back of your vault's going to be knocked out by a big deposit. And that usually beats the award letter, okay? Okay. And, yeah, you're in New Mexico, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Now I can make sure the right. But, no, keep it on that. You can track it that way. I mean, a lot of folks don't do that and know that, but there's certain certain benefits that a 100% veteran gets, you know, and – you know, you get commissary and exchange privileges. Uh, you know, the wife and the kids get CHAMP VA. Uh, you get Chapter 35 benefits, which is education benefits. With worth, it's worth its weight in gold to you. And it doesn't matter if you have kids now or you have kids later, you know. Or if you adopt, it doesn't matter. And well, also, um, be, go ahead. Uh, one one question is, uh, so, like, if you're, if you're, you know, once you get 100%, since the claims you file really don't matter. Um, but, you know, you always hear about, well, if you die from something else that you weren't service-connected for, you know, um, your family won't get any of your benefits. Is that, is that you know, am I thinking wrong on that? Well, no. Uh, what it is is there's different, there's timing involved, okay? Um, what's your effective date going to be, do you know? Uh, well, they didn't really tell me. They said they're going to take it back to the earliest effective date. So, and I'm thinking probably it's going to be like July of 2010, something like that. Okay, if it's July 2010, this is then uh, the way it works. You have to be 100 uh, percent for 10 years, or permanent total for 10 years. Then, if you die of anything besides, you know, if you, anything kills you. Beside your service connected disability, if you're married, you know, if you're if you're service connected ten years, then your wife will get DIC. Uh, if you die from service connected disability, you know, anytime she gets DIC, but she has to file it. Okay. And then treat it like a claim. So. Uh, but, but if like I, I would, had, if if I had if I had something that was under appeal, and I said, well, don't don't even worry about that no more, that would be a mistake, probably. Well, if you've got something under appeal and you're already 100%, you know, 100, um, you're not going to get any more money based on percentages. I mean, the, the right. 100 plus 60 statutory housebound rule gives you an extra 300 some bucks a month. Okay. Now, right. if, um, say, for example, you've got a cardiovascular condition and uh, you have a stroke and you lose the use of an arm or a leg or one of each or whatever, then you would go to a higher level SMC if you're service connected for it. You, you follow me? Yeah. Because you can go all the way up to R2. If you, if you know anybody I know has got an SMC of R2, you're pretty much in the bed vegetable. You know, I mean, you're, you're in bad shape. But uh, there's different levels of SMC. You can read them on the on the Title 38 Part Three. Just do a search on the computer. Uh, Title 38 Part Three SMC. It'll show you the 1.14. And then there's about a mile and a half long paragraph that tells you each little step, A, B, C, D, you know, of what you have to have wrong with in order to get the SMCs. And, uh, you know, if you have a loss of use of a creative organ, like, you know, say your kidneys mess up, you go on dialysis, or, you know, you lose your ability to father a child or erectile dysfunction, things like that, then they pay you an extra $100 a month. It's called SMCK. Uh, females that have hysterectomies or, uh, you say they got breast cancer and have their breast removed, and they also get, you know, the same type of thing, so that's pretty much automatic. You know, I mean, you've got to file for it, but, you know, the proof's in the pudding, and that's, it's it's not too bad, but that's that's the only additional SMC they'll pay a veteran. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, I mean, it feels pretty good, it, you know, though, hearing that information from the VA, it just, uh, 
I still kind of was looking forward to that meeting just because I, I, I just want to know, like, <laughs> I just want some some explanations, but I, I you know, it's it's uh, um, it's it's a good, it's a good, it's like a happy bad feeling at the same time, you know, like, well, why would yeah, this, I know. you know, you, just, you kind of just if wonder you, why what why so long? Or, well, you just you just answer, you answered your own question, okay? Yeah, because you know they said, oh, this guy doesn't need a meeting, but. They knew that to begin with. Right. You know, they knew you didn't need a meeting. They just, it was a delay tactic in your claim. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I heard you talk. I heard you talking about that uh, caregiver program. My my wife gets that, and um, what it is is it's uh, I think it's for veterans after nine eleven. Yeah, that's what I meant after the Gulf nine eleven. Yeah. So. So and. I know it is kind of. Um, I know some people don't think it's like fair to older veterans, you know, veterans who were in before. Now, does she actually do stuff for you and take care of you? Does she get into that program? Yeah, she, they have to. They have. To, uh, they pretty much. Um, I don't know. Like, they don't have to take care of you like every second or anything like that. But it's more. They have to go through like some little. Training with the Easter Seals um, type training, and um, she kind of makes just—it's more like she, you know, reminds me to make sure I'm taking my medication and all that stuff. And do they pay her for that? Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, do you mind me asking uh, what, 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 what do they pay? Because I think it's—I think it's like—I'm not too sure, but I think it's right around like nineteen hundred a month. Nineteen hundred a month. Okay. Well. Yeah. That's really good, so, Thomas, because uh, we've got some. We got a we got an, an issue with that right now going on with one of our other guys, and uh, you know, you answered somebody told him uh, some bad information. Of course, they always do. So. Well, and and it depends too. Like, there's different. They have like they have different uh, tiers, I guess they call it. Right. And that's like the highest tier. The highest tier. And well, then, I mean, yeah, and there's different. There's there's different rates, so there's different amounts. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, like, it's always strange, because, I, I mean, I just know what, what I, what, what she gets for me, but, you know, there's always other information out there, too, but this, but I know it's just, right now, it's set up just for 9-11, like 9-11, any, any veteran who served 9-11 and after. Yeah, well, I'll pay expand it. It's done through the, and it's done just through the VA hospital. It's not, it doesn't go like through the regional VA. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not, um, uh, it's not something you apply for at the regional VA. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a program administered by the hospital itself under VHA. Yeah, yeah. It's it's through the um um through the hospitals, and it's and it's usually under the um they have a most of the hospitals now have like a uh, OE, uh, OEF, IEF, section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and they're the ones who usually um, okay. have the applications and and do the make the decision. So it's so it's you could get approved for it in like two weeks. You know, that's awesome. I'm glad. And I know that's beneficial. Helps you out a whole lot too. Plus, you're getting your claim settled, and yeah. you know you're pretty much set. So now you need to sit back and enjoy yourself. Yeah, just uh, you know, it's just, it's just um, until I actually see everything, it's just kind of you know, like I said, it's a good, it's like a good feeling, but you still kind of have these quite like. <laughs> I'd be going out and uh, know. for gold. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's kind of like uh, you know, you know, it's you know, it's there, but it, until you see it. But anyway, you know, that's all I was calling for to such guys. And I was, um, I was calling more just to listen to, you know, see what. Um, you know, so you taught you, you taught us something today. What? What's the reason for this show? I'm we're glad you did. I'm glad you called. I do appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I think um, most people think that the caregiver, you know, because I've I've talked to I've I've had some like some buddies who were in like inpatient with me and stuff and and. 
it's it, it just goes to the hospital. It's not even. Um, it's not even. Cause so I, you know, I, mean, I don't. I don't think the regional VA knows that you get the caregiver pro your your wife's a caregiver unless you tell them too. Okay, now is that a separate issue? Like, say, for example, do they direct deposit that money, or is it they send you a check, or how do they do that? No, I guess yeah, I guess it becomes just direct deposit. It's okay. Um, but but I think the, I don't know. I I don't even know how the re like if people go down to regional and, and try to apply for it that way and. What it's probably better to do it. Well, it's probably better to do it through the hospital because the doctors can write it up that way and help you. Yeah, even uh, I think if you just look online too, there's a uh, if you're a certain percentage, you'll probably mm-hmm. you know I think if you're I think if you're above like eighty percent, you'll probably. Well, you have to have some pretty serious disabilities in order to do that, you know, and that's a. Uh, you know, that's yeah. that that's always the hurdle for a lot of veterans because you know you can be a hundred percent for a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have, but they do have a, an application online that you send. It, like that, kind of like helps start the process. Okay, but it's only it's only nine eleven and forward, right? Yeah, that's that's the, that's the thing. If you, you know, if, um, John, if, if I could step in for a minute. Sure. Okay, Hattie Bird. Uh, yeah. For right now, it's only uh, post nine eleven veterans. There is some legislation that they're trying to pass, so it goes to all veterans. Uh, And here's the thing. I personally, you know, whatever the post-9-11 men and women can get, great. Uh, And because they're getting this because of the veterans that came before them and fought for these things. And now, as these post-9-11 veterans go forward, they need, you know, they will help fight for the veterans that came before them so that services are equal for all disabled veterans. And the website uh, for the caregiver program is caregiver.va.gov. And it not only has information about the post-9-11 caregiver program, but it has a lot of really excellent stuff if you have a caregiver. For instance, my niece does my medications for me, and they have a caregiver toolbox with a medication log and different things to track your health and stuff. So there are things uh, that... Uh, even if you don't qualify for the post-9-11 caregiver, uh, there are still tools on that caregiver website that the VA has that I think can be helpful uh, to caregivers. Uh, It's a very... uh, it's, it's, It's rough to be a caregiver for a disabled veteran. And, uh, and so any kind of assistance they can get, I'm all for. Okay. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point, and I hope Stretch is listening to this. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, I think I think I think Keyword's right though, because like, you know, I I I see I see it being a veteran that gets this 9/11 caregiver, or my wife getting this type, and I see the unfair like. How it's unfair, you know what I mean? It's yeah. But I understand it's it's the veterans that came before me. But you should not feel guilty about getting that benefit. No, well, I just mean like if if I get it, everybody should get it. You know what I mean? It it should be, it should be, it shouldn't necessarily be uh, uh, like military conflict times error. You know what I mean? It should be. I I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't yep. agree with you more. But, you know, think about, you know, when you're trying to, sometimes you just have to take a little bit of ground at a time. So we've we've got, you know, we've staked out this post-9-11 veterans caregiver, and we've got this much ground behind us. Now we're going to see how helpful that program is to veterans 
and try to get Congress to enact it for all veterans, all disabled veterans who fit the criteria, of course. They better get busy. And, uh, well, you know, I've been at this for 17 years, more than 17 years, actually, and uh, and things change. Sometimes they get better. The session of Congress uh, is over. December, they better hurry. <laughs> oh, well, not, nothing's going to happen quickly. I don't know if you remember or not, but we had uh, Congressman Bob Filner. That was Bob. San Diego, Bob. And, and he was talking about, he was still a congressman, so I mean, he was talking about the post-9-11 caregiver program, and we asked him at that time, why can't we extend it to all vets? And he's like, well, you know, there's money, you know, we don't really have the money, and, you know, and we are going to, you know, in a few years, we'll see how this goes, and we are going to try to do what we can to extend it to all veterans, but so far, not, but you know, and this is, you know, you can't let the VA or anybody do this to, we can't let them do this to us, where they uh, start se- uh, separating us, you know, like, you know, like, uh, you know, the World War Two vets, you know, or, you know, the Korean vets were, you know, not... And, you know, the Vietnam vets were, uh, you know, and and then, you know, they get us all fighting in between ourselves and we lose track of yeah. the main battle. Yeah, that's called divide and conquer. It's in process. Divide and conquer. And uh, although, see, now that we have the Internet, <laughs> we're all talking to each other. <laughs> well, that's unity. <laughs> yeah. You never thought they'd have unity, you know. So, but now they, now we have unity. We have a voice. Yes. And that's uh, that's the biggest thing. But uh, Thomas, I'm glad it worked out for you. Thomas, really nice hearing from you. I'm glad you called in today. And uh, I'm I'm going to go so I can celebrate my birthday with my sister. Which will involve cake. (laughs) And uh, uh, have a good rest of the show. I'd throw you a ticker tape parade in downtown St. Louis if I was there today. (laughs) Uh, You're sweet. But, you know, I don't leave my house. (laughs) Ah, You you still got your car, don't you? Uh, Actually, I traded it in and I got a Ford Escape. Awesome. 2013 Ford Escape. Unless you Yeah, my PTSD service dog, Cinder, uh, goes right in the back. And mm. uh, it's, you know, it's got navigation and, you know, awesome. it's all, you know. Not, I mean, not that I, you know, I have like a, you know, I go to the vet center, I go to the VA. They Is it all Huh? Is it all over? Oh, no. No, okay. no, no, because if the weather's that bad, I'm not going out. I mean, you know, if it's, I'm just, I just don't go anywhere. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got a new one. We almost bought a new one here in December. We well, didn't. I'll tell you, <laughs> I, uh, I, I love that Ford Escape. I had one several years ago, mm-hmm. and I told, I told myself that as soon as I could, I would get another one. And I'm just really happy with it. I'm glad that's and, good for you. Yeah, that's great for me. That's good for okay, you. Okay, so you guys take care. Gerald, Stretch, always good to hear your voice. And I will talk to you all later. All right, thanks for calling, T-Bird. Your thing. Bye. All right. All right, now let's shift gears a little bit. Let's go into uh, vocational rehab. Um, if you're service-connected at 10%, uh, you can apply for voc rehab, and it may or may not approve you because you're 10%. But you get up to 20% or 30%, and it's pretty much automatic. And what they do is they, they'll try to uh, rehabilitate you as to the difference between what ability you lost of earnings capacity in the workplace. Uh, 
and they've got programs and education programs to help you improve. You know, you can do some college courses and things like that to help you get a better job or whatever it takes. And that goes up to less than 100%. Well, if you've been determined that you're already 100% and, you know, basically you don't can't work or don't need to work, which they decide you can't work, then they change the voc rehab program into the, uh, I guess it's called independent living program. And basically that's kind of a comfort program to make you, to make your life more, uh, uh, easier, you know, to, to get things done. And, uh, they send a coordinator out to your house and they look at your situation, your living conditions and things like that. And they make recommendations, you know, uh, if you like computers and things like that, and you've got an old computer, then if you've got an old computer or something like that, they'll check that out and they'll probably give you a new one. And uh, then, once they work that out and they come in, they check out what you need, you know, and that's also good for other things too, you know, they can look and see how your living conditions are. If you need a bathroom conversion or something like that, they might come in and help you. It depends on some showers and things like that. They help with some hobby items, you know, if you've got, like, certain things that help you with that. Um, then it goes to another step. If you're, uh, for example, if you've got uh, limb problems like an arm or leg or a bad hip, you know, and you still drive, then they can give you an autom- automobile adaptive grant or they can give you an automobile allowance adaptive grant modifies a certain car you know with the item you need to help drive it uh the automobile grant does the same thing it pays a certain amount you know for options on the vehicle like power steering and things like that you know they can make changes to brake pedals and things you know to adapt to you so you can drive safely um if you've got mobility issues you know, they can come in and uh, they can modify your house. They can make your doors wider so you can fit through the wheelchair. Uh, they can change your bathroom. They put a walk-in shower so you can roll in there and take a shower that way. Ramps and things like that outside your house so you can, you know, you can get out, in and out of the house without falling down and breaking your neck. There's different, so many different programs. And all these programs are administered through the VA. Uh, I think these are taken care of by the counselors. They work for the VBA, but they are based out of the hospitals. And your coordinator is the one that approves that stuff. And so uh, if you guys have these issues, then definitely go see the coordinator and see see, see what, you, what your entitlement is, you know, because if you're in a wheelchair and you don't have ramps, you're going to need them, you know. Yeah, because, and a lot of other things, I think. Yeah. Uh, they even have these programs, uh, John, such as... Um, uh, what's that one, Dragon, uh, where you can talk into it like if you have Parkinson's or something? Oh, yeah, speech recognition programs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so pretty that, cool. Yeah, there's anything you think might be of help, be sure to mention it to them. And, and they're not too good at telling you. <laughs> uh, but if you ask for it, if you don't ask for it, you won't get it, so... Uh, don't be afraid to ask them. Even uh, uh, without getting that, a regular veteran can ask for quite a a bit uh, from prosthetics. Uh, Like you can get them horseshoe pillows and uh, neck braces and uh, all sorts of things from them that make life a little bit easier. Them compression socks. I've got about them. I wear them. They give you them. They give you compression socks. They give stuff to take care of, you know. I mean, that's through the... You say that was through the prosthetics department, right, the VA? Yeah. Well, they also give you blood pressure monitors and things like that, too, if you got hypertension. And, uh, you know, they do a pretty good job taking care of you. I mean, I went down the other day and got one. You know, uh, if you've had one for a few years and you go down asking for another one, they'll just write it in the computer and give you one. And, uh, you know, of course, they could do oxygen. They do every, all kinds of different things for the veterans. I mean, 
you know, people look at the VA on the healthcare healthcare wise, you know, I mean as far as healthcare, it's probably one of the greatest things a veteran can have. You know, even though it's a little bit different system than the outside world, but hey, they take care of the veterans, you know, there's some good people there. Yes they and, uh, are. You know, if anybody deserves a bonus in the VA, it's the people that work in them hospitals. Uh, I have to agree with that. Uh, they yeah. are a lot of nice ones. and uh, If you go in there and you treat them right, they'll treat you right. Uh, if you right. go in there copping an attitude, then uh, look out. You're in for some trouble. But Well, I state this one a lot, and I want to say it again. The VHA and the VBA are two different entities. Yes, they are. And your claim that you have filed with the VBA, the Veteran Benefits Administration, is using a different location than the VHA. Now, you know that there are roadblocks set up and things like that for the person that's got their claim in because, you know, you have to jump through hoops and hurdles and swim across shark-infested ponds and things like that in order to get your claim settled. Well, it puts a chip on your shoulder because you receive a letter saying you're stupid or something like that. It makes you mad. So you walk into the local VA, and you think it's the same place. you got the chip on your shoulder, and next thing you know, you're ripping a nurse's head off because you're in a bad mood. Well, that starts the process going downhill from there. So, you know, separate that out, guys. Do not let the VBA adjust to affect your attitude at the VA hospitals. You know, be, be nice to those people, and they'll be nice to you because they're good people. I've had a couple issues with some clerks and things like that before, but, I mean, that's no big deal. And uh, But as far as the health care and, you know, and, and the continuity of care that I've received, it's been it's been subpar. You know, of course, there are some issues with meds by mail, which we had a madam member on that posted every day that meds by mail sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that, Gerald? Yeah. Every day, meds by mail sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and it does. I mean, they let prescriptions expire on you. You don't know it. And next thing you know, you're out of a medicine for a month and a half. And, you know, if you've got a serious condition like diabetes and taking insulin and certain heart medications, you can't let that expire. You know, so uh, you have to be on top of it. But, uh, you know, I've had a couple issues here lately, you know, that, so we'll see what happens. If I get them in the mail in the next couple of days, I'll have to go outside and get something, I guess. But that's the VA in a nutshell, you know. I mean, you've got a lot of people. They've got a lot of patients, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, they have a lot of things going on. It's a very big operation. And, uh, you know, so sometimes things do fall for the cracks, but that's just because the cracks are there. And uh, so let's separate the VBA and VHA because, they're different entities, and they've got different uh, objectives, if you know what I mean, Gerald. Oh, absolutely. And, right. you know, I've even had them uh, next day uh, delivery on some different items that uh, suppose they're running short on them or, or they don't have them in stock or can't get them. And then whenever they do get them, they'll next day and they and and uh, I've had good luck with that because I'm so far away from uh, the VA hospital. Usually it'll be UPS. And, yeah. And uh, uh, they're real good about that. Uh, I use my healthy bet a lot to order my prescriptions from them. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, like if a prescription's out, run out, I'll just simply uh, uh, a private message or um, message uh, the nurse there, and and uh, they get right on it. Uh, yeah, that's probably the most important tool for healthy vet right there. Uh, you've yeah. got an issue. You've got an avenue to talk to your provider. And uh, it's the quickest way of doing something. It's uh, if your prescription's out and they do run out, it don't matter mm-hmm. if you're dealing with a VA or your regular doctor, they'll run out. And, and uh, I just simply email and say I'm out of this and uh, uh, please renew it, and they take care of it right away. Well, you know, one good thing about the VA is they always work with me. 
you know, because sometimes I'll travel and be gone for a while. And, uh, and of course, you never know where you're going to go in our situation. But, you know, if I call them and say, hey, I'm going to be out of town for a month, you know, um, can you help me? Give me some, give me like, say, extra extra medicine or whatever, this and that, you know. I don't think you do it for narcotic drugs, but I don't take any anyways. But they're always going, you know, they're willing to help me. Uh, they'll work with you if they can. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, uh, for instance, uh, uh, a lot of times, uh, sometimes uh, prescriptions change and, and uh, uh, you know, they're always changing their prescriptions around. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, especially on your, you're right about the narcotic uh yeah. When they do bring them by mail, uh, you always have signed for them. So. Yeah, if uh, the drug isn't got a whole UPS guy and, and and robbed him from. Yeah. That happens a lot in Eastern Kentucky. You used to, I don't know if it does now or not, but they would, you know, they'd know the guy was getting his medicine, and they would sneak up on the truck and would steal his drugs. Yeah, they. Uh... Uh, well, if you're taking any narcotics, uh, you don't want anyone to know it anyway. Uh, right. Uh, it'd be my recommendation, just keep that to yourself, because uh, if that information gets out and the druggies hear about it, they'll be knocking on your door. Yes, they will. They will be knocking on your door. So best thing to do is keep your things locked up in the safe and... Uh... Zip the lip on that issue. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you keep that lip zipped. So, but that's the way it is. Um, plan B. A lot of you veterans out there don't know what plan B is. I call it plan B because if you travel a lot and things like that, sometimes things fall through the crack. If you've got an outside doctor that you use too, take a list of your medications in there. Get a prescription for 30 days or whatever it is for each medication. You take that prescription to a Walgreens or a CVS, some nationwide pharmacy that's got a computer network system. You tell them to put that prescription on file, but don't fill it. And that way, if you get out and you run out of medications, then you've got a backup plan. And you could be in California or anywhere, you know, and you can go to that pharmacy and say, hey, here's... I'm so-and-so, and I've got the subscription on the file. They'll look it up, and they'll fill it. So it's kind of a backup plan, and it's always safe. You know, it's 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 for the veteran, you know, for the you know, it's or for anybody really. You know, if you've got that situation, you can use it. It might cost you a little bit of copay or some money, you know, if you got insurance. But I mean, it's better to have it and pay for it and not have it at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so. I know. I use Sam's. Uh, Sam's and uh, Walmart both, if you use them either one or the other, uh, you can uh, you can pick them up uh, because they always have it on their computer. Uh, that way, uh, the prescriptions I get from from Sam's, I if I'm in another part of the country and there's not a Sam's store, I can get it from the Walmart. Uh, Walgreens, they say, is real good about that, too. Uh, any nationwide outlet, uh, you can do that with. And they'll give you at least enough medication to see you through, you know. Yeah, Walgreens is really good at that. CVS is pretty good, too. Yeah. We can run over a few minutes if you want. No. We'll go ahead and end the regular time stretch. How much time we got left? One minute. 30 go seconds. Ahead, Gerald, go ahead and shut her down, Gerald. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank you for listening in and uh, being in our audience there. Uh, and uh, remember, this is a Had It uh, podcast. Uh, and uh, we like to keep veterans up to date on different things. Uh, sometimes you'll hear repeat shows, but 
that's okay. It kind of helps refresh your memory. And so uh, I want everybody out there to have a, a safe week and and uh, don't let the weather get you down, it being winter and all. So we'll be signing off for now. And thank you, John, for having the Bassett Hour. All right. I appreciate it.